0: Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Beat Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Bidemir Logunde. On this episode, I'll be talking about a very controversial issue between Apple, Google, and the Russian government regarding the recently concluded parliamentary elections in Russia. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. On Friday, September 17, 2021, Apple and Google removed an app that was meant to coordinate protest voting in the recently concluded elections in Russia, which is a blow to opponents of President Vladimir Putin and a display of Silicon Valley's limits when it comes to resisting crackdowns on dissent around the world. The decisions came after Russian authorities, who claimed the app is illegal, threatened to prosecute local employees of Apple and Google a sharp escalation in the Kremlin's campaign to rein in the country's largely uncensored internet. A person familiar with Google's decision said the authorities had named specific individuals who would face prosecution, prompting it to remove the app. The app was created and promoted by allies of the opposition leader, Alexei Navalny, who were hoping to use it to consolidate the protest vote in each of Russia's 225 electoral districts during the recently concluded parliamentary elections. The app disappeared from both Apple and Google's app stores just as voting began during the three-day parliamentary elections on Friday, September 17, in which Mr. Putin's United Russia Party holds a commanding advantage in a carefully stage-managed system. Mr. Navalny's team reacted with outrage to the decision, suggesting that Apple and Google had made a damaging concession to the Russian government. The decision also drew criticism from free speech activists in Western democracies. In an interview with the New York Times, David Kaye, a former United Nations official responsible for investigating freedom of expression issues, said Apple and Google are in a really difficult position but they put themselves there. He said that they are de facto carrying out an element of Russian repression, and whether it is justifiable or not, it is complicity, and they need to explain it. The extraordinary pressure on Apple and Google is an indication of the threat that the Kremlin sees in Mr Navalny's smart voting effort and the growing role that technology plays as an instrument of political power. United Russia's approval ratings in state-run polls have slumped to around 30%, Compared to 40% ahead of the last parliamentary election back in 2016, a consolidation of the opposition vote could defeat United Russia candidates in competitive districts since only a simple majority is required to win. When asked about the decision during his regular call with journalists on Friday, September 17, Mr. Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, argued that the app was illegal in Russia. He said the Putin administration welcomed the decisions by both Apple and Google to remove the Navalny app from their app stores in Russia, calling it, quote, compliance with legal requirements. Mr. Peskov said both parties were notified and they made the decision in accordance with Russian law. Mr. Navalny's opposition movement had been designated as an extremist network by a Russian court back on Wednesday, June 9, 2021, just a week before Mr. Putin's first meeting with newly elected U.S. President Biden in Switzerland. On the first day of voting, after the app stores took down the smart voting app, the Navalny team tried to get the names of their smart voting picks out by other methods, such as bots providing automated responses in the messaging app Telegram, which is a Russian-founded secure messaging app that is popular with opposition-minded users in authoritarian countries around the world. But late in the evening on that day, Telegram announced that it was taking down the bot accounts providing those pics. It was not immediately clear if Telegram had come under government pressure as well. Hours later, Telegram founder Pavel Valerievich Durov, a 36-year-old Russian-born entrepreneur, announced that his network would suspend all bots involved in election campaigning in accordance with Russia's law on election silence. As of 7.30 a.m. local time, on Saturday, September 18. The bot that allowed users access to smart votes endorsements was disabled for Telegram users both within Russia as well as globally. In connection with the just-concluded elections over the weekend, Russian authorities did not make any public demands of Telegram. So one of the most disturbing challenges for American tech companies like Apple, Google, Facebook, and Twitter is how to maintain open, uncensored access to their services, especially in authoritarian countries. In countries like India, Myanmar, and Turkey, the authorities are increasingly pressuring US tech companies to censor political speech or ordering internet outages to block access to the web. Last year, Turkey passed a law that raised fears of censorship, giving authorities greater power to regulate social media companies that were also required to establish local legal entities, a demand that Facebook and Twitter have met. Twitter has also been banned in Nigeria since June 2021 when the company took down a controversial tweet by Nigeria's President Buhari, although the Nigerian government has promised to leave the ban very, very soon, based on comments made by the Minister of Information, Lai Mohammed, on Wednesday, September 15. Civil society groups have warned that forcing tech companies in general to conform to a patchwork of laws and regulations risk creating a more fractured internet where access to information and products will depend on where people live. U.S. tech companies must therefore weigh the value of having their services available in a country like Russia, where they are seen as more independent than local technology platforms, against the cost of living altogether, as Google has done in China. The pressure on Silicon Valley to block certain content on their platforms is not just coming from more authoritarian governments. In the U.S. and Europe, policymakers want tech companies to do more to address hate speech misinformation and other toxic content in addition u.s republicans argue that they are being constantly censored on the internet in russia the national internet regulator roskomnadzor also known as rkn has repeatedly demanded that foreign tech companies remove certain content or risk being fined or having restrictions placed on access to their products The Russian government says that US internet companies are meddling in Russia's domestic affairs by allowing anti-Kremlin activists to use their platforms freely. The Kremlin has been increasingly blunt in recent days about its willingness to use threats of arrest to prevent the use of the app. RKN first ordered Apple and Google to disable Russians' access to the Navalny app back on Thursday, August 19th, citing its connections to Navalny's outlawed anti-corruption foundation. On Thursday, September 16, a day before the just-concluded parliamentary elections began, the agency threatened both companies with massive fines for ignoring its demands. That same day, those fines were announced. Vladimir Zabarov, a member of Russia's Upper House of Parliament, said that with the um, participation of Apple and Google, specific crimes were being committed, the scale of which may only increase in the coming days. He added that individual employees contributing to their parent company's evasion of responsibility on the territory of the Russian Federation will be punished. After Apple's representatives met with members of the Russian Parliament Upper House on Thursday, September 16, Apple also suspended access inside Russia to the company's new Private Relay, which is a service that hides users' IP addresses, internet browsing activity, and protects their unencrypted internet traffic. Private Relay is also not available in China, Belarus, Colombia, Egypt, Kazakhstan, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, Turkmenistan, Uganda, and the Philippines. RKN has been blocking local internet access to Smart Votes website and online feeds for several weeks leading up to the elections. With Mr Navalny's website's block inside Russia, the app became a loophole that allowed exiled allies of the imprisoned politician to continue to reach a wide audience. Nearly every smartphone in Russia runs Apple's iOS or Google's Android operating system, making their app stores the key channel for getting any product to the public. The agency had also issued orders and non-compliance threats to Apple, Google, Cloudflare, and Cisco for providing smart votes with services that allowed it to circumvent the Russian state's censorship efforts. So as an injunctive measure, in a copyright lawsuit brought by a wool manufacturing company that acquired the trademark right to smart votes under mysterious circumstances. Russia's legal system has also prohibited Yandex and Google from displaying the phrase, Umno glosavanie, which translates to smart vote or smart voting in search results for users inside Russia. Yandex ultimately removed smart vote's website from its search results after the Russian government added the URL to its registry of illegal online resources. court marshals later visited Google's Moscow headquarters to demand that the company's search engine stop returning results referring to SmartVote. On Wednesday, September 15, Navalny's top associates, who are now working mostly abroad to avoid felony prosecution at home for supposed extremist activity, published SmartVote's candidate endorsement. The following day, the team reported that SmartVote's website and its official Telegram bots came under powerful DDoS attacks. So what remains to be seen is whether Friday's concession by Apple and Google will turn into a watershed movement in how forcefully US tech giants are willing to resist Kremlin pressure. Amid Russia's crackdown on Decent this year, the most popular Silicon Valley platforms have remained freely accessible, allowing journalists and activists to continue to get their message out. On Google-owned YouTube, for instance, the Navalny team's investigations of corruption among the Russian elite regularly get millions of views. Last Friday's censorship move on Apple and Google App Stores called emboldened the Kremlin, as well as governments elsewhere in the world, to use the threat of prosecuting employees to gain leverage against tech companies. It represents a test of Silicon Valley ideals around free expression and an open internet balanced not only against profit but against the literal safety and security of their workers in authoritarian countries the removals of facebook and twitter posts youtube videos and other internet content happen fairly regularly as companies seek to comply with local laws around the world in china for example apple has removed apps that go against global um, government censors, including software that would give chinese users access to the open global internet A 2016 court decision in Russia led Apple and Google to remove LinkedIn from their app stores after LinkedIn did not comply with a law requiring data about Russian users to be stored within the country's borders. However, the app removals last Friday by Apple and Google have little precedent given the electoral stakes and Mr Navalny's high-profile campaign against the Kremlin. Going after app stores in this manner is a relatively new phenomenon. So while tech companies would prefer to be seen as impartial platforms, industry leaders should speak up more forcefully in defense of free speech and an open internet especially if company employees were being threatened with criminal prosecution and anything short of that makes it look like the tech companies are in bed with the authoritarian governments. So the following day after bowing to censorship demands on Saturday September 18, Google ordered Navalny's associates to delete two documents on Google Docs that contain lists of election candidates endorsed by the team's Smart Voting initiative, which was meant to consolidate opposition against United Russia, which is President Putin's party. According to a letter that was shared by Team Navalny on his Telegram channel, Google said the content is illegal in Russia because the URLs to those documents appear on the Russian government's registry of banned resources. In that letter, Google warned that, quote, if you don't delete the materials in question, Google may be forced to block access to them. End quote. The documents contain two lists. The first one is the smart votes candidates endorsements in the nationwide State Duma elections and smart votes candidate endorsement in local elections for city councils and other legislatures. So after Google disabled access to the Navalny app inside Russia, anonymous sources told at Google told the New York Times and Bloomberg that the decision was, not, was made only after the Russian authorities threatened specific Google employees in Moscow with felony prosecution. Governments have used the prospect of prosecution in the past, although those incidents rarely become public. Back in 2016, a Facebook executive was arrested in Brazil after Facebook refused to turn over WhatsApp data related to an ongoing drug trafficking investigation. Authorities in India and Thailand are among those that have also threatened imprisonment to pressure social social media companies. So last week, the Russian foreign ministry summoned the U.S. ambassador to Russia, Mr. John Sullivan, and announced that American digital giants had broken Russian law, quote, in the context of preparation and conduct of elections. Russian state media reported that earlier this week, court marshals visited Google's offices seeking to enforce court-ordered measures against the protest voting campaign. The Navalny app has continued to work on Apple and Android devices for those who had already downloaded it prior to it being removed from app stores. The app is central to the protest strategy that the opposition leader calls smart voting. The goal is to defeat as many candidates representing the governing United Russia Party as possible by having all opposition-minded voters in each district pick the same challenger, whether they agree with their views or not. The Navalny app coordinates this process, requesting a user's address and responding with the name of the candidate that they should vote for. On Friday, Mr. Leonid Volkov, Mr. Navalny's longtime chief of staff, wrote on his Telegram account, This shameful day will long remain in history. So that's all I have for this episode of the Beat Picture. The production, editing, fact-checking, audio engineering, and graphic design were done by Yostri in Bidamio, Lomé. Please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cyber security topics, news, events and incidents and the lessons we can all learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you follow, download or subscribe to the Big Picture podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it questions comments or any suggestions please email me at bdme at thebeatpicture.com you can also get in touch with me on twitter at beat Picture, as well as on, on the clubhouse app at beat please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so thank you for your time see you on the next episode bye for now